if you had a list. And I think that's something really special people, yeah, about you. small press poetry. Yeah, correct. Is it is such a smaller community. Everybody knows everybody mm. because we're willing to put one another's names out there. Say, mm-hmm. I've been published yeah. with so-and-so. They've also published so-and-so. Yeah. Like, Todd and I have both published Julie. Yeah, Julie um, Valen. Mm-hmm. Magnificent, and she's phenomenal. Magnificent she's in poet. California. Yeah, writer out of California. And it's really yeah. all about those connections. Yeah. She should be on the show. Yeah. yeah. If we yeah. can ever get her over here. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's a very sweet thing to, yeah. um, to be able to, you know, say to somebody, you know, like you, hey, I, I think this person would be great. Mm-hmm. Because if we get along, then then, you know, chances are you're going to get along with the person that we just recommended. Yeah, you know? right. yeah. And, and of course, she knows that... everybody, right. so it, it, it sort of makes it easy. <laughs> yeah. Anyone, I'm just anyone co- I'm friends just co- of the so great sure. Lindsay Garcia, coattail riding, you know? Danny. I'm yeah. coattail riding. I'm coattail riding. You know, Todd Sorello. Oh, oh, <laughs> Absolutely, wow. he's friends with Gary Snyder. My yeah. goodness. No, yeah. My yeah. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> But it is really cool. I feel like this community is very supportive of one another. It's not a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, you like what you like and you don't like what you don't like. Yeah. And that's fine. You don't have to like everything that everybody's putting out. And I think that we are honestly critical. Yeah. I think we say, you have to be this is the kind of stuff we enjoy. This is why we enjoy it. Mm -hmm. This is the stuff I don't enjoy and why I don't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Not everyone likes everything. Jesus Christ. And that's fine. I think poetry, and this is for any art form. I mean, there are such diverse styles that I think people really have a narrow view of what poetry should be, what small Mm -hmm. press poetry is, what an open mic should be. Mm -hmm. And it's really none of that. I think you really have to give it a chance because you're always going to be surprised. Yeah. Isn't that a great point of view? Wouldn't you like to hear a poem about that, Dan? I would. (laughs) Do we have a poem about that? I'm sure we do. Oh. Welcome to Prospero's Pit. Here I am joined with Lindsay Garcia and Todd Cirillo. Um, Todd's coming all the way from New Orleans. Yeah. And we just went over this, <laughs> <laughs> but over my head. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I'm glad you guys are here. And uh, why don't you guys tell me a little bit about yourselves? Go ahead and get us started. Uh, good time, looking for shiny moments, uh-huh. you know. Uh, that's that about sums it up. Uh-huh. Yeah, publisher. I have a press, Six Foot Swells Press. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. In this awful game called poetry. Yeah. Right. I was gonna say said like a poet. <laughs> you really? Oh God! Now you just make me sick. Puke. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, yeah, and both of you guys are poets, yeah. from my understanding. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how we got to know each other. Uh-huh. Um, we both write poetry. Todd's uh-huh. been at it a lot longer than I have, but very inspirational in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, we both work for small presses. He mm-hmm. started a small press, and I am the poetry editor and publicist for Meadowlark Press. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talk a lot about our publishing mm-hmm. methods, how we select things, and then how we write outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um that's really cool. Been great yeah. to brainstorm on that. Yeah. 
Well, I'm curious, what's going on in the independent publishing world right now? Ooh, a lot of different things. Mm. You've got a huge variety of what's going on. We have everything from Poetry Foundation, which I don't ever think of as a small press, um, but they are. They do Poetry Magazine, um, which I think is one of the most well-known literary journals. Um, And then we do things where we don't do literary journals, but we publish authors' full collections. Um, And really, it's up to each press, and it's really neat to have that kind of authority um, what's a really strong word, but mm-hmm. we say, these are the kind of things we like. This is what we think the world needs. This is what we're going to publish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also think it's tough because, um, anybody can publish now. Yeah. Right. So like, it's just flooded with, uh, anything that, that somebody feels they want to type out mm-hmm. and hit send or hit post. Mm-hmm. So how do you filter out the anybody to from the ones that you think are deserving of their voices being shared? I'm glad you asked. This is what we've been talking about all evening. Yeah, Yeah. it's a great question. Go ahead. Um, We like to publish things, and I'm speaking for myself here. You can Mm. add on to this. Um, Things that say something in a new way. Ideas that might be relatable but said in a new way. You know, when you're reading and you go, wow, I've never thought of it like that before. That's what I want more of. That's what Mm -hmm. I think needs to be shared. Something that you can feel in your heart, but is said in an entirely new way. Mm. Yeah. And I think like with my press, Six Foot Swells Press, it's more of uh, that that people are putting out a, a clear story a clear product that you can clear that 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 you can tell that they've crafted that they've you know revised but also that so our simple our our simple philosophy is if the poet has to describe or explain their poetry then the poet's failed Mm. simple as that Mm -hmm. and and it has to be you know fun Mm. in, in a way right yeah right yeah yeah, I was just having a similar. I was having a conversation where that was said, but about cinema, about movies, mm. where if the director has to explain what you just watched, then probably they didn't do a good enough job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess what, what I'm really curious about is how do you guys, how do you guys balance that like selectivity with also being in competition with like juggernauts like Amazon, people that kind of run the board. Right. But also be creative and selective with what you're putting out there. Well, one, Amazon don't give a fuck what you put out there. <laughs> right. As long as you put it out on their platform. Mm-hmm. So the selectivity, again, like Lindsay said, it, it comes down to the um, individual. So if if we have this press... What do we want to put on, uh, you know, who do we want on the masthead? You know, like we talked about your hunter mm-hmm. tattoo earlier. Well, you know, there's only two people on that Rolling Stone masthead who, who got the kudos after they've died. Ralph Gleason and Hunter S. Thompson. Same thing. If you have this press, then who do you want to represent it? Mm-hmm. 
Some people can put anybody, no matter. There's, they just want to put out the books. Whereas um, in in my case, it it is, you know, who do I want to sit and have a drink with? You know, who who can I really like be proud of to put out there? Mm-hmm. Not saying that it, that it is um, anything more special than anybody else's, but it's special to me. Mm-hmm. And 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 when something comes out, whether it's my own stuff or whether it's somebody else's that I put under six foot swells, I want it to be the absolute best, and I want people to take notice because it is different. Mm-hmm. You know, in a way, I want the writing to be different. Again, if you have to explain it, then 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 you've lost. If if it is um, anything other than genuine or clever or or non-humorous, then you know then you've lost mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I would say that uh, I find myself like when I'm talking to young artists and I'm talking to people my age about their work. Um, a lot of it is, I feel like they're trying to uh, build a, a vision or an image that they want someone else to understand um, before they even come close to understanding who they are mm-hmm. and understanding like the story that they are trying to tell. Um, and so I find I was talking about this podcast specifically about the guests that I bring on, the people I bring on, and it's always just people that I have a connection with. I have yeah. this happened because I met Lindsay who happened to come into the bookstore and we happened to strike up a conversation and here we are. Like that's, I think what separates, you know, that voice that you guys are looking for, which is unique, different, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it separates it into, Oh, I, this is, I haven't heard it said this way. It's because you probably haven't met this person and this person's taking the time to sculpt their voice. Um, so I guess let's go straight into like, here, I'll start with you. We'll go into your story. Like, why did you want to get into independent publishing? What brought you to um, your publishing company? Oh, we just wanted to have fun. Yeah, it was a magnificent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. There was a magnificent uh, poet out of California. Her name was a- Annie Menabroker. Ann Menabroker, um, and she was a, a beautiful, beautiful friend of mine. And Annie um, came up in the 60s, 70s. She was part of the Meat Poets. She was the only female in the Meat Poets. Uh, that movement, you know. And if you look into that movement, you'll see she was the only female um, with Bukowski and a lot of those Southern California poets who um, I think now everything they write is about their experiences with Bukowski. But Annie <clears throat> corresponded with him for about 15 years. And she was the only one who could, like, hold her own with all of them. And she only met him one time, you know. And, but that was when they were doing all the mimeograph sort of revolution kind of things, you know. And so when when I was starting Six Foot Swells Press with Julie Valin and Matt Amott, two poets out west as well, uh, Annie just said, do it until you, until it's not fun anymore, sweetie. That's hmm. all she said. And, I mean, it's been going for about 20 years now. And we only do about maybe one or two books per 18 months. Only because we only want to put out that, like, if I got 
Six Foot Swell's Poets Together. It's this magnificent uh, gumbo of horrible people um, who are having the best time and love each other more than more than most, you know? Mm. But they're just exceptional writers because they don't care about putting out quantity. They only care about putting out, you know, the best possible uh, poem. But yeah, I started it for that, just for fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You still having fun? Oh, (laughs) yeah, I have a great time. It's getting a little harder. Mm -hmm. But um, I have a magnificent time because when you put out a, a product, whether it's my poems or um, anyone else's, like like there's an absolute joy in it, you know. Like I mean, that's an accomplishment to see your name on on something, you know. Mm-hmm. Like if you do, uh, you know, a documentary film, and all of a sudden there it goes, credits come up, and there's your name, bam, Danny. Mm-hmm. That's an accomplishment, man. You know, as long as you care about it and you craft it, and it's not just for quantity. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, right. It's like a child. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, that's a good. I wonder about that. I think it's more like a, a like just the. I don't know the perfectly cold beer or something, or the perfect dessert that you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, Lindsay, what made you get into poetry? I was really drawn to things that I enjoyed reading in a way that you feel good about seeing a piece of art or seeing a film where you just want to read it again. You just want to see it again. Mm. And so I started reading and rereading. And then I thought, this is what I want to do. So then you start writing and then you start joining creative writing clubs. Um starting creative writing clubs. And then I hosted a couple poetry series um, just because I needed more poetry. Nobody was doing it. I needed more. Mm-hmm. So it was very selfish. Yeah. Okay. Um, I needed to feed this need that I had. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then it developed into so much more. My God, I had no idea that there was this poetry community that there is. Um, I was just doing it for myself until I found, you know, Reberg. Mm-hmm. And realized that Kansas City specifically was quite the hub for yeah, poetry. Right. Shocked me, right? Of all places, of all places, I thought. Who would have guessed? So I'm from Colorado. Hmm. Um, you and got I came, the easy question. Right? You asked her, what about poetry? Ask me about publishing. Well, I'll get into that. I'll get into <laughs> that. I wouldn't yeah. have gotten into publishing without getting into poetry in the yeah. first place. And we'll bounce back when you chime in whenever. That's right. That's yeah. right. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. We're just having a conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I just, I, I liked meeting people. I liked reading different styles of poetry. Everything from really scholarly poetry and old, old poetry to spoken word um, and everything in between. I just didn't know it was out there until I came to Kansas. Mm-hmm. And so that's what brought me joy. That's what I kept pursuing, reading, writing. Um, and then eventually I had a creative writing professor who you know, encouraged us to look into publishing and had some success there and just kept that track up and thought I'd start a poetry series and did that and then got involved more and more. 
And then I thought, wow, this would be really cool to make a job. Mm -hmm. This would be the dream job. So then I went and I got my master's <laughs> and worked with Kevin Rabus. And in Emporia, there is Meadowlark Press. Um, and so the, ge the, the geography of it all just worked out really well. Where I was you know, the only one studying what I was studying, poetry and small press publishing. Mm -hmm. And so then the small press that was right in our town needed some extra help. And I was there to help. Um, so... I got started just doing publicity for our, our authors, um, and that's been great. I mean, I love hosting book launches. I love <laughs> advertising for them on social media around right. the community, and then that developed into this poetry imprint that we have, Metal Arc Poetry Press, which is essentially just Metal Arc Press, but all of the, the poetry, mm -hmm. um, and that's my dream job, so really just pursuing what I wanted. Until I got it. That's beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. It's really a dream come true. It yeah. Really is. And yeah, I just wanted but to keep putting out the poetry. I wanted to have fun. More, more thought out than mine. <laughs> no, no, yeah. not at all. I just wanted to have fun That's too. Very good, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I selfishly pursued what I enjoyed. Yeah. And then I also thought, wow, a lot of other people enjoy this. Uh -huh. <laughs> Way more than I expected. Well, I'm certainly glad you pursued. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's been would, a joy. Would you like to answer that question? Yeah. How'd you Was get... it what question? How'd you get... Why Why poetry? Why'd you choose to get into poetry? Oh, just a broken heart at 15 years old. That's all <laughs> I have to do. That'll do it. You know, yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, every, every single poem should be a love poem in some form or fashion for good or ill. Mm -hmm. You know, that's all. And it was just because, you know, when... Uh, there she was, and there she wasn't, and you sit out on the back deck. Maybe there's a, a dramatic storm happening or rolling in or something. You start writing a paragraph, and uh, maybe some people read that, or you know, you have a teacher or someone that takes an interest in that that dumb paragraph. It's just broken heart. That's mm -hmm. all. Yeah. 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 Um. I want to talk about the poetry scene because we do have two. So, Colorado, which I just found oh, yeah. out. Yeah. New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, and we were talking about Damien Rucci earlier, someone who's been on the podcast. And um, we're seeing like little, it feels like, I don't know if I'm tapping into it or at least it's becoming apparent that we're seeing like little blooms, little blossoms like across the country where there's these real scenes in specific cities, specific areas. Talked about Kansas City scene. Um, what's going on in New Orleans right now? New Orleans has a, has a, has a, has a great scene mm -hmm. uh, for poetry. And I've run a couple, I've either helped or I've run a couple uh, poetry series there. One I'm running right now is Twisted River Poetry Series. Uh, I've done um, Blood Jet Poetry Series. I helped with um, someone who is a founder of the New Orleans Poetry Festival, which has become a, one of the preeminent sort of poetry festivals in the in the country. But mm -hmm. I mean, oh, you know, uh, poetry scene. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff happening there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I, I, you know, myself, just me personally, I'm more into creating an event. Mm -hmm. Damn, I 
doing something, doing something big, and then stepping back from it. Because I think it can get very tedious. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, running a poetry series, I think, is difficult. Um, you know, and I don't know how much uh, you know, comes back from it. For me personally, I know a lot of people. Um, they think of it as a sense of community and something like that. And, and I, I don't necessarily see it like that as much. Mm. And so... Um, That's interesting. You're in yeah. it for a really successful event. Yeah, I like the events. Uh, I like a very focused sort of mm. event. And yeah. I'm in it for the yeah. community. Uh, yeah, I have a very hard time with open mics, yeah. Okay, so yeah. wait. So elaborate on that. I mean, sometimes open mics, it's just as hard to be on stage as it is to be in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think we get that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. As anyone yeah. who's been to an open Correct. mic, yeah. I feel like yeah. You feel I like? understand. Yeah. Yeah. So, but elaborate more on that yeah. for people who haven't because... <laughs> Oh, I'm probably the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, Danny. I, 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 yeah, I, I think sound, that just sounds like you're the right person. No, Absolutely, I, keep going, keep going. Know, yeah, Please keep no, talking. Uh, you know, they serve its purpose, but again, it, it's it's. Uh, well, listen, because this is, I think, what you're touching on a little bit. This is what ended Prospero's Pit. I mean, the the open mic series was it got out of hand in a way that also was like anyone it became i've heard it sounded more like people were reading glorified journal entries and like (laughs) and then it would get just as rowdy with the drinking and everything like that and so i've heard this complaint from you know people in prosperos i've heard this complaint from people on the east coast where there's like this it's it's an observation there's this balance of like running an open mic hosting an open well first of all the word open mic is a trigger for some but like hosting a poetry event what that's like are we letting anyone get on the mic or are we having a select few um well but again dan you brought up like like you said people drinking and stuff so the events that i put on like again the biggest one that i do in new orleans is poets with drinks Mm -hmm. and it is just 75 to 125 people blacking out Mm -hmm. and it just so happens that when that there there happens to be a a couple poets who get up there and and help push people you know sort of that Mm -hmm. and and you know it's a magnificent uh combination of um really really well crafted poems that just happen to inspire people uh, you know um every poet that 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 i bring in has a free bird of poetry or a stairway to heaven mm-hmm. poetry man and, and it just happens to be like that communal event where people are yelling and they're, they're screaming and they're hollering and like I said, like la- the last one, I worked with a live band, and you know we bring that in, um, and I think that's what kind of gets lost. People understand what that event is, what they go into, you know, and, and we encourage people to to really get into it. Whereas I think it's harder on a on a if you do something on the regular like that open mic. 
and 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 it's not contained right so all of a sudden you're getting people who are coming in and they're and they're reading their journal entries or they say well <clears throat> you know i just wrote this banjo song well mm-hmm. i don't fucking want to hear a banjo song right now you yeah. know um and and it might not be that great of a banjo song you mm-hmm. know there's not too many good banjo songs out there right and open mics that's what makes it tough man because everyone every everybody wants to be thinks they deserve to be the star mm-hmm. that's why you can say i got a three minute you know or a five minute you know open mic yeah but they'll go on for nine minutes right because they all want to hold that that's tough man mm-hmm. it's tough to manage that i think it's interesting talking city person to city person you know yeah. my open mics have been in smaller towns Mm. Yeah. And I don't run into the same issue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you get the same regulars, and of course, you Good do point. get the superstars who sure, want to yeah. keep going yeah. on. But you yeah. really have to be uh-huh. rigid, which is <laughs> well, unfortunate. Cut the mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ring yeah. your little bell or whatever <laughs> it may be, where it says Squirt your time is up. Uh-huh. Try to find a good stopping point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely yeah. see that, uh-huh. but also I think that. When you're doing something regular, you get your regulars who participate in the open mic, and you have your yeah. trusted regulars, mm-hmm. and then you've got the wild card every once in a while, yeah, um, which everybody enjoys. Like there was this cowboy that was first time at the open mic, had no idea what to expect. Expect he thought he wanted to do music, and I thought, okay, this is gonna be mm-hmm. some country songs. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. He was a professional opera singer. Wow. Yeah. Shocked everyone. Everybody loved it. Couldn't get enough. Said, keep going. Uh-huh. Um, and so that was a really yeah. pleasant surprise. There's the opera singer uh, on Royal Street that sings across from Rouse's with the dress on, and he sings opera. All right. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. you just never know what to expect. Yeah. And I think that's part of the fun of an open mic Yeah, is it's always something unexpected mm-hmm. um, you get your regulars but you always get something unexpected mm-hmm. and i like to balance an open mic with featured poets yeah featured musicians right right a nice intermission a quality venue mm-hmm. you know give people the space to get the space that they want mm-hmm. in... intermission how long is your intermission mm, i don't know 15 minutes oh, yeah that's barely a right through that break <laughs> Yeah. 20 minutes? However no, no, long no. you need, really. Uh, I mean... It, I don't do any. I just you don't roll, do any no, intermission? You just through. roll right through? No. Well, as you a matter of some fact, intermission poets who Well, are, I'll tell you what, We usually do an intermu- intermission I had... Um, <laughs> have you ever heard of the poet Lindsay Garcia? <laughs> I, I had, so familiar. <laughs> I had her as a feature reader in New Orleans at my poetry series in June. That's right, you did like, Oh, wait, the Lindsay Garcia, the superstar. Yeah. And then yep. all open mic. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was uh-huh. interesting. So we had three features like that. In, in the, yeah, and then rolled right into the open mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. We that in, went we really well. Out. Yeah, we uh-huh. get in, we So get people out. who want to see the features. She killed. killed. I bet she did. Thanks. People who want to see I the was features, so proud. Uh-huh. can see the features and they can get out by the open mic if they don't want to do that, or they can stay yeah. all the way through. Again, a lot of open mics are, are just somebody who is sitting there and they're they're going, you know, they're writing all their poems, writing all their poems. They're not even paying attention to to what's going up there. Mm-hmm. You know, they just want their time. Yeah, you know, their time. As soon as they're done, then they cut out. Which sometimes, again, you have to because yeah. it's, it's it's tough. Yeah, you know. Well, that, I mean, so we've all hosted poetry events here, mm-hmm. and I think it's so interesting. It's like it's like captains of a ship, 
Everyone operates differently. <laughs> That's so true. Oh. And everyone has their different tactics and how they do these things. It's all strategy. It's all strategy. Right. And my experience was like I had zero experience. I mean, who, you know, there's no, you know, classic. You there's no classic training. Did you read before over. you hosted one? Um, uh, mm, yes and no. Like I'd been to shows that featured a little bit of both you know music well so like that was everything that i've heard about prospero so prospero's pit has just been like a big inspiration obviously because i hear these stories i'm like what the hell i've never seen or experienced anything like this but what i've heard from other people it sounds like a phenomena that happened at one at this very like sort of section of his kansas city history um and so to me, it was always like, well, why did it stop? Like, why did it stop? And then that's where you start hearing what happens, like the shit shows that right. start to come yeah, across. Yeah. Sure. Especially as these open or these events become more and more popular. Yeah. And it, like word spreads. And so I've come from the schooling, the... Uh, the uh, Thomas Wayne schooling of uh, of no musicians <laughs> of the, yeah, the right? no musicians. Yeah. Well, that's also uh, Will. That's also W. E. Lethem. Um, but so there's there was that like combat of like, do we allow a musician to stroll in here with their guitar and kidnap everything because they have a sing songy voice and yeah. you know it sounds yeah. pretty? Um, <laughs> or do or is this like solely poetry? So I guess what I'm saying is like I came from a uh, step back approach like my first time where I just like let it mm-hmm. unfold yeah. and like just like observed and didn't like yeah. really step in um, and then I've seen other people who are very hands on or mm-hmm. practically like their poetry is like getting to the microphone being like get off get out of here next up who's yeah. next right. um, but yeah I do think it's like interesting to see people how they operate and how they like control oh, these yeah. events yeah. employ their regulars like it feels like a, a general like a war general like we need so and so up there so we can like calm the, cool. yeah. the crowd we all do it differently uh, and I think it takes a really impressive host too to keep everybody's attention mm-hmm. I mean Todd's been a great host in insofar as I really like the way you introduce people he makes it very personal, says, yeah. you know, this is how I know the person. This is what I really like about the poet. Uh-huh. And that makes you feel really important as a poet. And I think it really gives good insight to the audience. Because a lot of people say, you know, now it's so-and-so. And that's all you get. Right. Yeah. Why do you want to be there? Like, why should I care about this person? Mm-hmm. And so I think it takes an entertaining host to really captivate the audience on right. top yeah. of the poetry. Whereas right. I like to ask people, send me a fun bio. Mm-hmm. Short, short, fun bio, a short poem, and a good pick, fun pick. Mm. Majority of people have a hard time with those criteria. See, I like that. I, I hope that I get to see uh, you and your element at some point. That's you what should, I'll send you an invite means. to the next yeah. Poets with Drinks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's off the chain. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. I'd be yeah, down. It's off I'd the be chain. down. Yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. be super fun. You can film it all. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, because I'm, uh, I'm just based. I'm excited. To see, you know, I don't know if you've been around or witnessed like the differences in geographical poets, yeah. but it's interesting, yeah. you know, mm. I've had uh, like my, with Reberg and Will and Tom and all yeah. them here, Thank and then the comparison with Damien out there yeah. and yeah. and now you, it's um, interesting yeah. to uh, kind of get a flavor of each. Have you yeah. noticed any like differences in... Between where? 
between like your um, southern roots and regions. Yeah, regions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Most definitely. Uh huh. Yeah. Is there? Uh, yeah, I think in the south we're a lot more uh, laid back, mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> you know we're not impressed by much. Uh -huh. <laughs> we're impressed by how much you can drink, uh -huh. and uh, you know how much fun you're gonna have. How how you look in a tutu or with glitter on? Okay. In New Orleans, uh, -huh. uh not the rest of the South. <laughs> the yeah, rest right. South, you can't I was wear a say, good tutu, yeah. you know. Uh, and you know, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's more of a, a you know, a, a good. Like I did a small tour in Texas. <laughs> no, it was great. Uh -huh. Fucking Texas, man. Like, I don't know. I, you know, I, I yeah. I, I mean, I, I prefer I prefer New Orleans. Uh -huh. You know, I, I I love reading anywhere, uh -huh. and and I I do a lot. But yeah, oh yeah, there's definitely regional differences. Some people are real go getters. Yeah, right. And I think that's where the cold weather comes in. The yeah, real go getters. They gotta they gotta the real do, hands they, on. Yeah, screaming. that's do, you know that makes a lot do. of sense. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. We that say, sounds well, like New Jersey. You know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. New Jersey, what yeah. the fuck can you do there? Yeah. I don't know. Fuck a uh, job. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna do I, I mean, I, yeah. Let me just like cuss out. I, yeah, I've never been, but uh, <laughs> I, I like what they're doing there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They have a lot going on, it seems. Whereas, again, I don't know. Uh, uh, quantity versus quality, maybe. You well, and you were out in California for a while too. Yeah, California so has a yeah again like like then in starting there was a whole after hours poetry movement that started in California. Okay. That I was a part of for a while, and and it it was really based upon a collection of like minded writers who were not uh, didn't necessarily write like one another, but were the ones that you, that you go out and do shots with, mm -hmm. and you felt good about it. You know, uh, and and that's what what kept us together, and 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 everybody was honest with each other, like, you know, when was the last time you heard of a writer who really turned to somebody else and say, hey, what do you think about this? And they go, this is fucking garbage. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen. No, much, you know, okay. um, because everyone go, oh my god, you know, well, it's all subjective, and everyone, you know, it's their voice. Well, yeah, but th there's a difference between writing and and good writing. Mm -hmm. you know and so um but after all his poetry was like that you know everyone supported each other um like everyone would put each other's name forth hey i just got published in this place you should you know send something i got interviewed here you know yeah like i could give you a list and i think that's something really people, special yeah about you. small press poetry yeah, correct is it is such a smaller community everybody knows everybody mm. because we're willing to put one of those names out there say mm -hmm. I've been published yeah. with so and so they've also published so and so yeah like Todd and I have both published Julie yeah Julie Valin um, mm -hmm. magnificent and she's phenomenal magnificent she's in California yeah writer out of California and it's really yeah. all about those connections yeah she should be on the show yeah, yeah. if we yeah. can ever get her over here yeah and that's what I mean it's a very sweet thing to yeah. um to be able to you know say to somebody you know like you hey I, I think this person would be great. Mm -hmm. because if we get along then then you know chances are you're going to get along with the person that we just recommended yeah you know? right. yeah and, and of course she knows that... everybody right. so it, it sort of makes it easy <laughs> yeah. anyone I'm just anyone I'm just friends of the so great Lindsay I'm Garcia coattail riding yeah, no. Danny I'm yeah. coattail riding I'm coattail riding no, Todd Sorrello no, no, no. 
Absolutely. Wow. He's friends with Gary Snyder. My yeah. goodness. No, yeah. My yeah. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but it is really cool. I feel like this community is very supportive of one another. It's not a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, you like what you like and you don't like what you don't like. Yeah. And that's fine. You don't have to like everything that everybody's putting out. And I think that we are honestly critical. Yeah. I think we say, this is the kind of stuff we enjoy. This is why we enjoy it. Mm -hmm. This is the stuff I don't enjoy and why I don't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Not everyone likes everything. Jesus Christ. And that's fine. I think poetry, and this is for any art form. I mean, there are such diverse styles that I think people really have a narrow view of what poetry should be, what small Mm -hmm. press poetry is what an open mic should be. Mm-hmm. And it's really none of that. I think you really have to give it a chance because you're always going to be surprised. Yeah. Isn't that a great point of view? Wouldn't you like to hear a poem about that, Dan? <laughs> I would. See? Do we have a poem about that? I'm yes, sure we does. do. Oh. oh my gosh. Let's right. open up the Danny, you got to get this, you know, all right, enough with poems. this fucking jabber, man. We can yeah. theorize. We're talking gibberish all night. All let's get down to the night. good stuff. Let's get, yeah, let's, cut, let's get down to business snow right here. Snow one? Yeah. I was Let's get down the, the good stuff. The prettiest poem one. Can I read two small poems? Of course. All right. Sorry. So I'm gonna start. Day, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna start with the. I'm a poetry fan. <laughs> I appreciate that about you. I am. Yeah. Also a Modelo fan. Can I get another one of those? Oh yeah. Are you yeah. ready? Hey man, you're not supposed we to. We can edit that. that oh yeah, out. right. No, we'll bleep that one out. Yeah. That's right. Until they until they send us a check. Right. <laughs> they're not getting we shit send out of me. This yeah. they're, the, they're the biggest. They're the biggest. Uh, they're the biggest beer beer company in the world now. So Modelo's the beer yeah. the biggest beer yeah. company. Yeah. Whoever like, owns Modelo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Aren't they like just owned by Anheuser Busch or whatever. No, no, no. Wow. Anheuser Busch sold to a, um, a European country, a Dutch uh, company now. I think. Hmm. Yeah. That's so, anyways. anyways, all right, get ready. This next, so ready, you, so you <laughs> never know what <laughs> to expect. Set from yourself. Poem. This next, We're yeah, you two two yeah. short poems. So yeah. this one is about poetry, as I explain it when we don't yeah. have to explain it. It's called the prettiest poem. Let's go. Sometimes it's not about writing the prettiest poem. It's about pinning that poem to your ass pocket, taking it out dancing, not letting anyone read it, ripping it off, tossing it to the dance floor at last call, and never wearing it again. Beautiful. Simple yeah, enough. See? I love any poem see? that features see? ass pocket. We love ass. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then the one that Todd yeah. wanted to hear yeah. called Snow Day. And I think you'll be able to relate to this. Okay. Everyone's tracks are visible if they're going out at all. Nobody murders on a snow day. <laughs> see? Look at that. And where did this... Uh... Kills. Yeah, where did this? Where was? Where were these written? What was the inspiration behind the these? The last person she murdered. Of I, of course, <laughs> let her say it. Certainly, Todd. Don't out me like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I like reality. <laughs> well, I used. We got to... you on camera now. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. right. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So um, now you have good. to publish whatever I say to publish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I used to work as a reporter. Uh-huh. And yeah. so a lot of those come from that where, you know, you're on police scanner duty and you're just waiting for some awful news. You have to go out to a car crash or you have to go to a domestic violence. A TV calling. reporter? A newspaper reporter. A newspaper reporter. Yeah. Even the lowest of the low. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was a good experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, you're sitting there watching it snow. The mm-hmm. snow just keeps accumulating. And there's nothing out there except every once in a while a car will go out. Every once in a while you'll see some footprints. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, nobody's, so you, nobody's out there risking it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but you could be the first. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I'm not saying uh-huh. nobody. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know you had a journalism background. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a good time. I have a lot of poems in this new manuscript, hopefully a book coming oh, out next yeah. year, uh, about being a reporter. Do you have any of those? I have a lot of those. Well, let's get into All it. All right. Okay. This is the, the new manuscript. One. Yeah, this is yeah. the new manuscript. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. Um, I ended my time as a reporter during the pandemic, right at the very mm-hmm. end, well, end of 2020. Um, just got burnt out. I'd been doing it for a couple of years. So this is one of those days where I couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just reporting on the pandemic all the time. Oh, my God. So it's called The Reporter Skips Town. Uh, hey. Man, I, I feel like I'm going to like this one. <laughs> yeah. I probably have a meeting right now, but instead I'm resting on a lake dock, drinking coffee at pace with the sunrise, swishing my feet through the water, ran away, no news here. Wow. <laughs> Man, I can see it. Yeah? I wish I was there right now, to be honest with you. It'd be really nice, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Yeah. I like that. It's the most peaceful one. The other ones are very intense. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Accidents and... Are your such. poems usually so short? Yes. Is I... that by choice? Yes. Um, a bit. We were just talking about this earlier. Um... I can't seem to write a long poem anymore. Hmm. I used to write longer poems, but I've always been a short poem person. And Todd is also a short poem person, though you have some longer ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to write very metaphysical poetry. I was studying philosophy. So, you know, oh, yeah. the things that you're reading, the things that you're studying are the things that influence what you're writing. Mm-hmm. And when I started focusing on poetry um, instead of philosophy and literature, I noticed that my poems would get a lot shorter because those were the poems I was drawn to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a lot of short poems. These I don't think a single poem in this manuscript mm-hmm. is over a page. They're all very short. Why do you think you're drawn to short poems? Um, I think I really like certain frames of images. I want it to be like a piece of art. You look you get it all. You can dissect it if you want it, but you don't have to. It's all right there in front of you. Or there's more if you want there to be more. Mm. Um, I like st- telling a story in the fewest amount of words. I don't want to give you more than you need. And I can't help it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I try. I try. So you try to write longer poems? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So does that mean you're like unhappy with the short poems? Not necessarily. Sometimes I just think that the descriptions need to be more extensive. I need I just mm-hmm. need it to be a clearer image. And sometimes mm-hmm. that helps. Sometimes I do build onto them. Um, but for the most part, I think I think about it. I come up with it. I jot it down. I play with it a little bit. But if that clear image comes to mind immediately mm-hmm. and I'm able to get it down, then that's what it is. Mm. So you, your creative process is very um, picturesque. Like you see images when you're writing? A lot of times. Or have a feeling. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't have to be visual, but... Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Can you read another one? Sure. Thanks for asking. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Oh, I already read that one. <laughs> oh, this will be a good, good opportunity. 
So I have a couple books. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the first one was published in 2018 by the Jason Reberg with Spartan Press and Will. Oh, my Thank God. You. Why have I never seen it? Please show it off to the cameras. <laughs> Here you go, camera. Here yeah. you go. Camera A, camera B. <laughs> <laughs> camera A, camera B. Um, and these are some longer poems. This is, these are the philosophical poems. Um, and how old were you when you were writing these? Uh, how anywhere. Long ago this was, if you don't want to say your age, I don't. <laughs> so I'm 27 now. Mm -hmm. I published this in 2018 when I was 22. Okay. Um, I wrote the poems from about 18 to 22. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little, they're a little embarrassing now, to be completely honest. No, that's exciting. <laughs> but they are what they are. It's the first book. It opened a door to a lot of things. And now I'm here. Mm -hmm. So I'll take the last five years of growing and mm -hmm. learning about poetry um, because of this book. Let's read these embarrassing poems. All right. This one's a little less embarrassing. <laughs> um, last time Will interviewed... Corrine uh, Corley and I at the Johnson County Public Library a few months ago. Um, somebody asked, or he asked, you know, when do you feel the most bold when writing? When do you feel like, you know, you're really saying something? And I think this is the first poem where I feel like I just let it go. I didn't care what anybody had to say about it. And I guess I'll say this ahead of time. When I showed this to Todd, this was before it was published. And he told me to cut the last line. Mm. And so I did. So there's no last line in the book. But since then, I've always wanted to put it back in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll put it back in. Sure. And then we'll have you read some yeah. things. So it's called Spew. I want to say what's on my mind. But know that what's on my mind is grungy and raw and kind of smells like a flower shop with a hint of urine. I want to know I have the power to hurt people. And hurt everyone a little bit for a little second, like a pine needle in the ass or a too hard high five. I want to not live in a limbo of professionalism and agony artistics. I want to create and create and create and fuck and create and drink too much coffee and get sweaty and cold. I want to gnaw at the hand of inspiration and spew the chunks that fell off in my mouth. I want to read poetry in the women's restroom and climb as many buildings as I can. I want to pretend to jump off and make everyone suck the air in real quick and intense. I want to make out with a book and get pregnant by swallowing <laughs> its ideas. I want to birth its baby book and burn it. I want to spread its ashes on my softest parts and let tomorrow swallow me. And I want to not want so goddamn much. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I want tomorrow to swallow me. <laughs> it's easy. It just happens. It's going to yeah. happen whether or not you want it to. God, that was great. That Thanks. felt... I'm fired up. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. That was awesome. Sweet. You want a poem that yeah. fires you up? A poem that fires me up? Yeah. That sounds like a challenge. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's a good thing. Um, All right. Oh, man. I love the binder. Oh, thank you. Hell yeah. Yeah, thank you. Everybody uh, needs a binder covered in stickers and full of poems. Yes. Since we're talking about poetry. And I love the dividers. Yeah. He's so, very organized. Yeah, since it we're is. talking about poetry. So organized poet. We'll do this. This is this is my <laughs> idea of what poetry is. Okay. Right? Useful poetry. <laughs> I read the poet's new book and saw this line. Waiting for something, hoping for anything. 
It is that type of brilliant phrase that will stick with people when they read it. On buses and trains, if people still use buses and trains. But I'm confident that this book will be read in airports by people coming or going to see other people or those who are just getting away from everyone. It will have significance during breakups and given as gifts to impress. It will be quoted at weddings and funerals. Lines will be stolen by those who call themselves poets. It will be opened over and over again and again. And it will be opened only once and placed on a shelf with other books with crisp spines and unstained pages. Don't take that personally. Pages will also get covered in gin and tonics, baby food, spaghetti sauce, birthday cake, dark chocolate, red wine, and white Russians. Other times, this book will solve problems, such as an unbalanced pool table or a crooked washing machine. Don't take that part personally either. It may not be what you had hoped for, but just remember, poetry is supposed to be useful. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That was great. Useful. I love God, that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Useful poetry. I feel like poets are one of the few writers that are actually being fucking honest with themselves. And the fact that like most writers, it's so hard to find come across like a writer who feels like they're writing not to an audience but to just themselves. Yeah, and got to start there. I think poets are like one of those authors that actually feels. Like, they're writing for themselves. They're going really deep. I mean, and they're self-aware, and they're aware that there's a, there's an audience, but that plays into the fact that they are, I don't know, they're digging deeper than most, it feels like, most authors. Um, That's interesting. But I got that from that poem. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, all right. I'll take that. Next. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah, ready. Right. Yeah. Right. A poem I wrote for my best friend. Uh, yeah. Seeing Tobe yes, about writing for someone else. My best friend for Tobe. I felt the vibration, looked down, and saw he was calling me on the phone, no less. No text, no email, no quick Facebook comment. A real person-to-person -person connection. We can go months without actually talking. He hates talking on the phone. I answer quickly. What's happening, my man? Nothing. Only faraway voices mumbling amid background noises. I try again. One last time. Same. I hang up. I text him. Hey, brother, you must have butt-dialed me. A response came quickly. No butt-dialing, buddy. The phone was in my front pocket. <laughs> and that sums up my best friend, a truly talented dick. <laughs> That's good shit right there. Yeah, man. It's got to be relatable. Oh, wow. It's be real. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, man, I'm seeing a whole other side of you. That was... That's right. That's right. Oh, that's the only side. You're... Wait till I get my autobiographical poem. Okay. You like Waylon Jennings? Do I like what? Waylon Jennings. Waylon Jennings? Yeah, or w Willie Nelson, something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We'll get to that. Cool. Right but, he loves yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, I do that. It's a good That's one. Good shit. It's a I really like that one, one a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I think that you should be surprised by poems. I think that they should yeah. say something where you go, "Whoa! I did not expect to read yeah. that." Yeah. That's yeah. what we're looking for. Uh -huh. yeah. You just never know what to expect. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like that one has a nice that 
has a nice reward of like following him on the edge of the seat. Yeah, and then yeah you you're get, waiting for it to happen. Give me something good. The last couple lines are where it all happens. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see, that'd be the one that, yeah, that you said earlier, the, um, the girlfriend poem. The girlfriend yeah, poem? Yeah, about the weather and all, everything that leads into it. Yeah. And it has the at the end. I think you should yeah. read. Can he read another? Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah, read one first. No, yeah. you yeah, read that yeah, one. one. Perfect first. segue. Perfect yeah. segue. Okay. I think she, you got three. I got plenty. Oh, she, no, got, no, she, no, she got all good ones. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a good yeah. attitude. But um, yeah, uh, I meant you read three already. How many did you read? You did. Yeah, three. So yeah. you got one more. All right. Then all we right. can bounce back to. There's Fantastic. no rules. It's no rules. Pit. No rules. Yeah. Creative process. All right. Are you ready for this? Yeah, one? I'm ready. This all is right. one of my favorites. Okay. okay. Pay you, attention. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let me sit up yeah. straight. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do you like falling in love? That's yes. A legitimate okay. Question. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I do like falling in love. Yeah. As much as it can be a fucking hassle, it's great. Of course. I yeah. mean, look at nothing this. like it. Right. There's a reason we're in the, the same room. Here. A first kiss. <laughs> a first kiss. No matter how many times you do it, is the best. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you know that feeling? Do you know that feeling when a relationship reaches a point where you just smile at the ease and comfort of it all? When conversations come easily and you talk all the time about the weather, the news of the day, the state of the country, places to go and see, what to add to grocery lists, books you are reading or dumb jokes you tell each other that aren't necessarily funny, but you laugh anyways because you appreciate the effort. You find the ways in which you compliment one another, like one is better at math, or spelling, and the other plays the perfect music while cooking. That is not to say there are no hard times or challenging times or breakdowns in communication where you can go a day or two without being able to speak to one another. I've heard that in every relationship there are times when you have to simply take a break and recharge. But that is where the reliability and the comfort comes in. They say it takes time to get to that point. However, they also say at other times it just happens instantly. And this is how my latest relationship began. I met her online. It seems the only option these days. I haven't introduced her to many of my close friends yet. A few have met her, but we're still figuring one another out. How to respond to one another. How to make it work, though I am optimistic. And it already feels comfortable. My favorite part, though, are those slow-moving mornings when my arm rests under the cool side of the pillow and birds make bird sounds in the courtyard just beyond the windows. And she greets me with, Good morning, Todd. And I like the way she enunciates my name and that she is there. So I turn in the bed to greet her as well. Good morning, Alexa. What's the weather today? <laughs> I knew that was too good to be true. Too good to be true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Drink yep. to that. Turn. You're up. That's good. Yeah. Wow. What do you want to know, Danny? Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. go. Let's Next keep going. Next question, please. Yeah, please. Next question. I was gonna say you're a dangerous man, Todd. I'll say I'll say that. Very dangerous man. Yeah, very dangerous. Shiny moments and good times. Uh huh. 
You have a way with your words. Anyone tell you that? <laughs> oh, I appreciate that, Danny. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get that tattooed next to my Gonzo tattoo. Oh, uh, yeah, you got one? About time. Not yet. No, yeah. Get a Gonzo tattoo yeah. and you have a I way with I told you, I got words. a whole Mardi Gras crew dedicated to Hunter. <laughs> right, which is shocking why, why you don't yeah. have a tattoo Oh, you would love it. You got to yeah. come down from Mardi Gras. He's going to be part of the come crew. Down, yeah. yeah, you can come in and get in that crew. Yeah. I will. I've honestly been trying to get down there from Mardi Gras for some oh, time. It'll, it'll blow, your, blow your mind. Let's yeah. go. Next year. Yeah. February. Yeah. 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 It is next year. Yeah. All right. But back Are we to going? the poetry. Let's go. Like road Let's trip. Go. Like yeah. trip. I'm down. I'm ready. Yeah. I won't forget this. You're going to get a. Yeah. But yeah, I believe it's your turn now. Yeah. yeah. You want to hear more poems? Yeah. I'm just like a little glutton. I'm like, please. <laughs> <laughs> keep asking the questions. You're asking good questions. You are Diana. asking really good yeah. questions. Yeah. You're a great host. Oh, it takes a lot more yeah. skill to be a podcast host than a, than a poetry host. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. Poetry oh, host, you just got to make everyone feel like they're so special in the yeah. world. Right. Podcast, you get to like be serious journalists. Uh-huh. It is a form yeah. of journalism. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it definitely yeah. is. But it is more intimate. Like a podcast is, is much more like it's just us three like talking. Yeah. Whereas in... Uh, a poetry host there's a little bit well city city boys here there's a little bit of mob mentality <laughs> there where you're like oh yeah kind of i mean there's real power in that room when you're hosting yeah. i mean one you're not only hosted like in controlling a large group of people but you're controlling a very opinionated <laughs> large that group of people very who know how to use their words and so you kind of have to play this like game of not you know, not like being like some sort of wolf pack leader, but also like having some sort of hand firm grip on the situation so it doesn't get out of control. Have you ever been in a situation uh, where you're interviewing someone, you got to like shut it down a little bit or like say, hey, okay, now we're going to go this way? Yeah, I've I'd had a situation. Yeah. I have an episode I haven't released because I'm not sure what to do with it. Um, oh, interesting. But um, yeah. that one yeah it was it was a different angle with different people and there was a moment where i was just like i don't even know where to go with i keep i kept trying to lead you know you try to build the yellow brick road so we can walk Mm -hmm. down it together and they were not interested in walking down it so i was like well not i don't like i don't know there's a you have to let go of where the yellow brick road leads and i was very much trying to control exactly where the yellow brick road led and they were not going down there Mm -hmm. and it was getting it was just we had to take a little break Mm -hmm. yeah way to go way to navigate that one yeah i haven't had that happen in like a crowd setting like at a poetry open mic or anything Mm -hmm. like that but um i have small sample size so in a crowd Ooh. like that, I go, well, that was weird. <laughs> and then I redirect it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just make everybody laugh. Yeah. And walk out. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully they uh, stay. Everyone get out. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But you're, you're up. Um, all right. So another Spartan book. Camera. Camera. Oh, yeah. While Camera. Away, which I curated and did all of the layout for. Um, it includes poems with Kevin Rabus and Brett Seaton. Amazing. Um, and myself. So, this is one of my favorite poems called Drinks with the Rabbi. Yeah, it's a good one. Thanks. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Classic setup. The <laughs> rabbi walks into a bar. <laughs> White suit, gold buttons are ready to burst. 
Matching cap, matching tie, purple slippers. Adorned with a boutonniere of baby's breath and fern, a bouquet to match, he's looking for the girl with green eyes. The rabbi walks into a bar for me. Me, an old 25. Him, a young 76. We drink beer and talk about the time and space that led us here together. The rabbi used to travel the world, chasing girls, chasing beaches. When the love ran dry, there was always the water, always the sunsets, always the boats way out there, coming and going as they do. The rabbi was an army man, son of a navy man, climbed the ranks to lieutenant colonel, didn't bat an eyelash when he met the late Herbert Hoover. The rabbi hides a toy fish in his pocket, keeps it handy to toss on the floor, stir up laughter when conversation lulls. <laughs> the rabbi says he keeps a pocket printer on him too, asks me for a piece of paper. He makes robotic noises, beep, beep, boop, boop, <laughs> scribbles his right. Jewish name, yeah. his Catholic name, and his cell phone number. <laughs> oh, oh, dirty, 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 <laughs> dirty rabbi. Oh, yeah. oh. Great guy, great oh, guy. <laughs> Did you call that number? Oh. Um, we texted a little bit. I said, you know, thanks for a great time. Oh man, that sounds like a second poetry. And then we but... never got back together. <laughs> Did not go oh, out for yeah. another round of drinks. Ah, text with rabbi. He left another woman in his car the whole time we got together. He was helping oh, another gross. woman run errands. Uh-huh. And, you know, I was asking him what else he was up to that day. And he's like, uh-huh. oh, helping my friend run errands. Yeah. I was like, well, where is your friend? He's like, oh, she's in the car. And I was like, bring her in. Wow. No, she doesn't really yeah. like bars. We'll go We'll go grocery yeah. shopping afterward. God's in the car. <laughs> yeah, there's religion for you. Yeah. Yeah. Good time. Good time. Memorable yeah. time. Uh-huh. That's good. <laughs> I like that. I feel yeah. like I've met him. <laughs> Oh, guy. no, yeah. You yeah. got his number, too? Yeah, I feel like I'm... <laughs> we know the same guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I hope so. I hope he comes in sometime. Yeah. yeah. I'll, if, if a fish hits a, the deck... That's then I'll right. Know. You'll yeah. know. Yeah. You'll right. certainly know. That's, a not, that's not a bad ploy, honestly. Right? Yeah. I mean, you don't know what to talk about, and then you just You're like, throw quiet. a toy on the ground. Yeah. Whoops, my, my fish jumped out. You never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate right. that. Yeah. <laughs> On to the next, I think. You want another poem? Yeah, why not? All right. Lukenbach, Texas. I have reached the point of becoming a goddamn country music cliche. I sit alone in a dirty bar in ripped jeans, trucker hat, light wallet, surrounded by old torn posters, faded chalkboard. Blinking half neons and a dusty bottle of root beer schnapps not touched since 78. And busted dreams drinking cheap beer and strong shots listening to Waylon Jennings sing about Willie and the boys. And I know all the words. These kinds of situations make a person reflective. I realize my life contains most classic elements. Wrecked trucks by loves long lost, stranded in the rain without bus fare and no way home, thrown in jail three times for something I was completely guilty of. <laughs> Been cheated out of my money and my heart, 
left for other men, and if I'm being honest, the occasional woman too. <laughs> Had all the light bulbs in my house methodically busted out one by one. Had a shotgun pointed in my face, and when she said it was loaded, I took her word for it. <laughs> but I don't ride horses, or wear a giant bucking bronco belt buckle, or even own a dog. Yet here I sit, at the far end of the bar, with an open tab, living it up, writing the next chorus. Just me, Waylon, Willie, and the boys. I like that. Yeah. It's a good self-portrait. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's easier to write about yourself or about things around you? Wow, that's a good question. Uh, I think it's about e it's easier for me to write about myself in the things around me yeah mm. what about combination you? yeah yeah i think the same yeah. thing yeah i think if you have guts you'll write about yourself and and you'll put it out there you know in a good refined way revised way yeah mm. i think it's nice to put things about the things around you or about things that are completely made up when Oh yeah, it's not if, so brave yeah, or... yeah. If I get to make up stuff, that's the best. Yeah, yeah. If you get to make up something, and someone believes, thinks it's true, or it's right. about them. Mm. Yeah, that's the best. That's the masterpiece. But, uh, but yeah, but that's all true. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, there's not a line in there that ain't true. Uh, and it was a great bar I wrote it in. And it's so, interesting yeah, in poetry yeah, that you yeah. never know what's true yeah. or what's completely yeah. fictionalized. Yeah, that's a game within the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People and can make assumptions yeah. all they want. Yeah, and yeah. a talented writer can really, uh, can really put that forward. You know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm. Go ahead. I want to hear something else from you. Yeah? Yeah. Something brutal. Something brutal? Yeah, something brutal. Give me some brutal. Oh... So I'm working on being brutal. No, no, yeah. You are brutal. You're just working on putting it on the page. That's right. Yeah. That's like right. That. Yeah. And I really appreciate Todd's input about that. I feel like he's got a really nice uh, perspective on how to artistically put it all out there without being obnoxious yeah, you gotta or be without realistic. shielding yourself. Most writers will just write and they overwrite themselves and they'll take out the, the, you know, the real beautiful part about what somebody who doesn't like poetry can connect with, right? Because mm -hmm. they write for uh, their other MFA writers or their workshop writers, mm -hmm. you know, and that's who they're writing for. And they all say, well, you know, uh, you know well, my stuff's really relatable. Mm -hmm. Well, no, it ain't, you know. Because somebody who's at the grocery store, who's coming in the bookstore, who's sitting in, coming in to get a, you know, a shot of Jaeger or something, it ain't relatable, you know. I think they take out a lot of the, um, they polish it too much, maybe. Well, that's a, it sounds like almost like you get too into um, the scene. Like, this is the same, I think this applies to filmmakers as well. It's like, when you're surrounding yourself with indie filmmakers... We're just talking about these indie filmmakers. The next film, films that no one has for seen. indie filmmakers. Yeah. It's right. for nobody yeah. else. Yeah, films who no one has seen. Yeah, and right. it kind of yeah. has like a little bit of a. It lacks that soul. Yeah, that's a good. That, yeah, good, you know, good analogy. Connects to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, good analogy. Absolutely. Let's let's hear it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to be brutalized. <laughs> 
All right. So this one's called Cravings. Mm. Yeah? Sure. Yeah. All right. Mm. <laughs> so. <clears throat> I've had my period 114 times by now. And what do I have to show for it? Embarrassing stories, a birth control prescription history, a red perspective on what it means to be a woman. I've dodged pregnancy, though I could have baked nine children by now. Now, I crave to make life with my life. Now, I want to name the next generation after the last and teach them everything I know about family and love. Instead, I lay next to my husband-to-be, who's burnt out by his four little mistakes, and I bleed all my disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fucker. (laughs) Yeah, right. See? That takes guts, man. Yeah. That's That's good. Yeah, it takes guts. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that going to be in the next one, the next book? Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Maybe not word for word. Might change a couple. Uh huh. But with every new book, we must break a lot of spirits and a lot of souls, mm-hmm. a lot of hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're writing well. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, encourage hearts and souls and absolutely. Too, but mm-hmm. It should be both. It's just it should be yeah. empowering. <laughs> yeah, <that's mostly laughs> should be empowering. Go fast and break things. Yeah. 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 Um, I like that one a lot. Thanks. Yeah. I think you should continue down this path of brut- brutality. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. It is what it is. You want to hear a non-brutal poem? Yeah, yeah I do. Let's <laughs> right. lighten the mood a little bit. Do you like bit. to travel? I do. I love All to right. travel. Come yeah. on now. Well, this, is one of those, this one's for uh-huh. you, Danny. For your next flight, Danny. <laughs> yeah. Think about this on your next flight. Okay, perfect. Right? Mile High Club. Uh-huh. Always the stewardess mind. gave me her number when the plane was taken off. I smiled and thought, if this plane goes down, our first date would be quick, but definitely a sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> See? A quick one, right to the yeah, point. Right. Makes us right laugh. Yeah. 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 Nice little filler. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. You're going to think of that when they're showing you the exits. I mean, yeah. I think of that anytime I step on a plane. So yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you got some more you want to share? If you want, I will. I mean, I'm I'm down to listen to all of your poetry, like right now. I can listen to him read an entire yeah. book. Yeah, like on, I think it's something about the southern twang with also your 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 style. Um, it just like lulls me into a little bit of a a puddle. <laughs> a puddle. It's the southern filthy, terrible puddle. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a nasty, like nasty with like their brain like amoeba puddle. killing. Yeah, yeah, with a fucking amoeba like killing. Trash. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, high school reunion. Do it. All right, let's get it. High school reunion at the beach bar, as far south as the road can go. A song from my high school years comes on the jukebox, The Heart of the Matter by Don Henley. It played on MTV at slow dances under bedroom black lights, on poster plastered walls, in the front seat of cars, behind buildings at low lit dead ends. To get this far away, all these miles, moments, and years spent mostly on bar stools around the world. A very long, long way. 
from those dirt road days, living in a hated town, full of rotten apple orchards, run-down bowling alleys, an annual peach festival that everyone talked about year-round, cornfield drinking, all those confused first fumblings at love, only to end up back here again, fucked up with my own loneliness, sitting on an old wooden bar stool with long-gone names carved into it in the sunshine and sweet breeze. Just another one of the boys of summer who tried to get away. Hmm. Oof. Oh, High yeah. school. Next. High school. High school. Next. Next. Yeah, next. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. No, I gotta savor that one for a second. What's your next question? Well, I guess my next question, and I think this is gonna be wrapping up the podcast because yeah. we're up past an hour now. But whoa, that went quickly. Oh, I, right. here, this is what I'm saying. It's like the podcast will end, but I'm I will listen to more po- poems. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's end it on this question: Why the fuck would anyone give like care about poetry? All right, before we answer that, could we end on one poem each? Sure. And the whole podcast that. Do you want to answer that first? Go ahead. His question is a very valid question. Why would anyone... I think we need it to gain some perspective. I think that poetry should add to the way we see the world. Mm-hmm. And the bigger we can see the world, the better. Um, so I think we should give a shit about poetry because it does that for us. Or anything. It doesn't have to be poetry. But any form of literature or other form of art that enhances our perspective is meaningful. Well, yeah, why should someone give a fuck about poetry? Mm -hmm. I don't think they should. I mean, I I don't think that, that, I don't think poetry, I think poetry has been so diluted now, again, for... Uh, that there's so much of it and anybody can do it. And and it's gotten to the point where people, when they put something out, that that's it, that that's sacred. It should never be touched, should never be commented upon other than this is wonderful, this is great. You're doing it for likes, you're doing it for clicks. When the reality is, if you think back of when poetry was at the top of the mountain, which it no longer is, you know, I mean, it used to be that's the way that they communicate. That was the highest art form possible. And it is not now. Poetry is not going to change anything. It's not going to change the fucking world. It's not going to change, you know, anybody. It may change an individual where they read something, they go, I can relate to this. But poetry ain't going to change anything. You know, those days have gone. You know, nobody's selling a million poetry books anymore. No one's going to sell a million poetry books. Um... But you can connect one-on-one like we have here. You read things and, you know, you might like something. You go out and say, hey, I, you know, I like Lindsay Garcia. I like Todd Cirillo or something like that. But um, why should someone care about it? I don't really, I don't really, you know, I, I don't know why they should care about it. Maybe visual arts, I think, is really good. If you can, if you can marry uh, words with the images, I think that's like where it's at, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, we're stuck in, we're sort of stuck in like an, uh, I don't know, this is weird, like horrible limbo, like we're, uh, what's that, you know, the Greeks used to travel across 
where you'd pay the uh, ferry yeah, to get the across. Underworld. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden, I think we're just in the middle of the river, sticks. Mm-hmm. We're just floating right now. Because everybody says, well, I wrote this down. And everyone goes, oh, it's great. I'm going to give you a like and all that. But it's not, it's not, uh, they're not talking about the craft. They're talking about just putting it out. That's very negative. That's terrible. I feel bad about you <laughs> saying that. I mean, but, that's your answer. Yeah, right. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't, you know, it matters to the individual. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we have to build it out from, mm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Ta-da. Yeah, it's, it's honest. It's all honest. <laughs> yeah. It's got to happen from the individual outward. Mm-hmm. It's the only well, way it can happen. Yeah, I think so. I mean, all this, yeah. You know, like, poetry's not going to sell a million copies anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Allen Ginsberg was the last one, I think, you know. I don't know, he, I'd like to look into that. Well, he sold his, uh, all of his archives for a million dollars. I think he was the last poet to earn a million dollars, I would think. I don't know. If How not, I'm doing it all of, wrong. Uh, milk and honey have been That's sold? exactly what I was yeah. thinking. What's that? How many milk copies of milk and honey have been sold? Probably a lot. My assistant will look that up. <laughs> That's yeah, right. I do think there's a resurgence in poetry. Oh, I yeah. I think that it's becoming more popular again. There's a little bit of a scene. Not super popular by any means, no, I, but more popular no, than it has I, been. I think it, I think it I think is as hubs. popular as it always yeah. has been. Mm-hmm. I think it is popular. Mm-hmm. And it does bring people together. And it, yeah. and it does. Um, but again, there's, you know, yeah. I mean. I'm happy with the fact that you all got into this. Mm-hmm. You know, when Lindsay yeah. and I get together and we go over like poems and stuff, I'm happy that, that she, because I respect who she is as an editor, who she is as a writer, that she can look at something of mine and she's not bullshitting me. Like, hey, I really like this. This is good. It's good. That's good enough. It's good enough, you know? Or I can yeah. say, I think you should tighten it up here. Correct. And you do the same for me. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. And I go that. Yeah, and that's good enough. I th- I think that's where poetry really is right now. Mm. You know, and 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 there's certain groups of poets that are that are around, um, and I think you'll find that once you start, you know, traveling around, um, and you'll be amazed. But it's always just, you know, it's gonna be gonna be kind of smaller. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, I think that's a good spot to wrap it up, honestly. I think, I, th- I think there are pocket, like, I think there's something going on right now in the poetry scene mm-hmm. that is unfolding and that we don't really understand until it happens. Um, I definitely know that being in the poetry scene for, you know, being a vet in the poetry scene, you take your beatings and you continue to move forward if you truly love it. Um, but I do think that there is something really special with someone who, like you said, speaks to their story, speaks to them as an individual, and moves out with that, I think that can move rooms. And if you can move a room, you can move a city. And yeah. You can move a city. You can move a country. And I think well, that's where it's yeah. And 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 really, like you said, you know, if you're going out somewhere back east, you find that. Come down to New Orleans, you find like poets with drinks, and and you find these these. Um, you know, there's certain things that happen out west, mm. but there are these individual events, mm-hmm. and and you know, fountain verse used to mm-hmm. happen here, and that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you find those things. Like I think that's where it moves things forward. 
Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to end on these poems. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Uh-oh. This what is going to be good. We should get free shots. <laughs> right? Danny, yeah. come on, dude. All right. So. Yeah. Prospero's Bar. I've been yeah. down to New Orleans a handful of, time, a handful oh, of yeah. times now. Um, and it's always an inspiration. New Orleans and loves her. That much. Sure. Yeah. That much I can say. I love New Orleans. New Orleans apparently mm. loves me, and I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. So here's one about New Orleans. Me and New Orleans. Mm. Not grammatically correct. All the better poetically. I dreamt of the city and its people. Of all the wonderful things I could do with them. Awakened by a second line, I lay on the couch. Smile as it passes. I almost forgot I was still here. With only minutes before I leave city limits, I walk out the front door to take it all in once more. It's just me out here on the corner of North Rampart and St. Ferdinand. Me and that tabby cat. Everyone else is going to bed or still sleeping the weekend off. Me and the blooming magnolias. Fishermen casting their first line into twilight on Lake Pontchartrain. Me and sweet jasmine air. Lovers somewhere about to make love for the last time. Me and New Orleans. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. All right, Danny, ready? That was great, yeah. Saints of the Neons. It matters not what bar, any bar, any town, anywhere. It is where a serious drinkers talk shit and gossip, backslap and bullshit, yet hold one another tight when the time is necessary. And if two weekends pass, we wonder where you've been. We've broken up in front of the beer taps and busted our faces at happy hour defending someone's honor. We've seen kids grow up and marriages grow old. Lives born and lights go out. We've heard every jukebox tune a thousand times, sometimes in one sitting. We've over-tipped to be over-served, have woken up with the hair of the dog and passed out when the sun shows its face. We've done shots and been shot down, down pints and puked in the garbage cans, <coughs> embarrassed and absolved ourselves over Jaeger bombs and Bloody Marys. Here, we are equal, equally lost, equally broke, equally off, and we look almost innocent under the neons. We spend hungover holidays on barstool thrones, where liquor bottles stand like gods under Christmas lights, providing us gifts we didn't know we needed. Even though Sunday mornings can be brutal, without a hint of redemption, we crawl back to the neons, full of confessions and contrition. Where we never have to order, the bartender simply has it waiting, with a beer back of forgiveness. And that feels better than church to saints like us. Wow. <coughs> Thank you guys for being on. I really appreciate you guys being here. Thanks Thank for you, having Danny. us, Danny. Yeah, what course. a treat. Of course. Keep Thank you guys. That was awesome. Appreciate you. Great job. I'm going to cut it there. All right, bro. <laughs>